Hi, everybody. Welcome to Working Change. This is Nate Christensen. And this is Marla. And thanks for being with us today. So, super. Wow, you were so formal. You said your last name. Should I say my last name too? Do I not normally? (laughs) No, you don't. I don't? Okay. (laughs) Sorry about that. Go ahead. That's okay. Um, so we have a super exciting topic. It's not that exciting. I know. You hated this topic. I didn't hate this topic. This topic <laughs> is one of those things that's caused me problems. I needed, you know, it was good self-awareness. Well, it causes me problems. I will say that too. Okay. But it's a new year almost. It, we're, we're just a day away from the new year. And a lot of people like resolutions. Yes. I know. Ooh, Like I told you about this topic and I think your first response was, Ew. Yuck. Yuck. I threw it it in my mouth. (laughs) I'm not doing it. I'm not going to do it. So, you know, I persuaded him a little bit. So here we are. We're going to talk about the G word. Goals. Goals. (laughs) Yeah. Everybody just breathe. I know you. But we're going to try to make it positive and we're going to try to make a good spin on it, I think. Yeah. And and so for me, my my, like Marla said, my first reaction was gross. No one's going to listen. I wouldn't listen to that. I don't even listen to myself. I don't even want to make goals. goals. Yeah. And 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 so she, you know, to her credit, asked me to be open about it and we kind of dove into the literature about um goals and their effects on people and and um and I came away feeling a little bit like maybe I was too close-minded about goals. Um certainly everybody kind of has their own take on it and one thing we know for sure, highly successful people um, set goals and work towards them. So there's something to be said for that. Yes, sir. So why do we even bother? Why do we bother with goals? Yeah, that's an excellent question. For all the question. ooeys out there that just don't want to set goals. Why yeah. Why bother? Well, okay. And, and that's that's really the, the primary question. And at its core, goals are about purpose and direction. Mm-hmm. And goals can be centered around all sorts of different things, right? Right. So we could have, say, an educational goal, and we could have, say, a physical goal. We could have a goal related to... Um, Personality, characteristics. Sure. Like morals. Anything. Finances. Exactly. Okay. Yep. So there's all sorts of things that we can set goals for. My personal opinion about goals is I like to start a little bit small and just see if I can do them. And then kind of go from there. And that was actually one of the things that um, that I that I read about that I was surprised to actually read because I think in my mind I had this idea about goals, which are like once you set it and it is like you wrote it down, it is like in stone, and you better never miss a day. And if you do miss a day, you're the worst. And that's just <laughs> that couldn't be further from the truth. No, <laughs> that's that's all wrong. Yeah. So I think maybe you're thinking like goals, like most people think about goals, like New Year's resolutions. And they they look at it like it's a new year and new me and I'm going to do this new thing all year and I'm going to be like the best person ever after I do all this for a whole year. Right. And that's a terrible idea. Well. I mean, (laughs) and that like that takes forever. Yeah. And most people aren't built to do something for that long and have it be successful. Some people surprisingly are built oh, yeah, for that. I know Plenty a lot of people, people like that. are are not and is as you found. <laughs> I think the majority are not though. Yes, yes, yes. And you know, really the issue is is not the goals themselves, but what we do with the goals, how we interpret success and failure and and all of that stuff. So you're telling me I'm the problem. We are all the problem. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, 
not just you. <laughs> so I, when I came across the reading, I, we, we talked about there are two primary motivational approaches to goals. Yes. What are those two things? Um, so what, what people, researchers seem to, to feel like they see the most is we have um, one principal type of motivation within a person is a drive to succeed. Okay. So their love for success. And that can be a major driver for goals and helping okay. people reach goals. The other side of that is the other principal driver, which is the fear of failure. So those seem to be the two things that people that motivate people. And it's not just goals. You see that in life. You know, someone's will to, to succeed, their love for success right. versus someone's fear of failure. I fall in the fear oh, of failure. I camp. was going to ask you. Yeah. Hey, which one are you? Definitely fear of failure. And I think that's tied to my anxiety. Yeah, you know, I would say that. I, I think my experience with anxiety is this constant fear that I'm not enough, that I mess something up, that there's something wrong with me. You know, the failing at a goal is just going to continue to feed that, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So you have this natural terror of goals because you're like, whoa, that sounds like setting myself up to, to beat myself up, right? Right, right. That's right. what I see. Okay. And I so, think I'm a little bit of both. You think so? I think I love to succeed. Mm-hmm. I'm scared I'm going to fail <laughs> all okay. the time. But like when it comes to grades, I'm like, yeah, I'm there. I got it. So your 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 schooling is more of a, a love I a love success. to success. Okay. Yeah. And then other things like weight loss programs, that's like fear of failure. That's like, oh man, everybody knows about that. Right. Yeah. And they're all going to see I didn't do that. What? <laughs> you know? Well, so when you bring up an interesting point there, one of the, the things that I read uh, that I thought was, was helpful, um, some people may have heard that you're more likely to achieve a goal if you tell other people about the goal. And, and the literature confirmed that that is true. But one of the other things that the literature said was the goal is personal. Like you don't – it. They discouraged in one paper, really discouraged from pe- people from reaching out to find an accountability partner to hold you accountable and to hold yourself accountable. It's a personal thing. If the goal's too lofty and you're just not getting there, then you can change the goal. And that was part of that whole idea. The goal has to be set in stone um, that I struggled with. And and what some of the authors of some of these, um, I don't know if they're goal specialists, but mm-hmm. you know they, they study goals and how goals Im- impact human life. And, and what several people said was that the best thing that you can do is adjust your goal to your capabilities. Mm-hmm. So setting a lofty goal is not a bad thing. But if you're not, if you're consistently unable to reach it and you need to dial it back a little bit, that's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. Right. I'm going to rewind you a little bit. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I jump the gun? Yeah. A little far? bit. You know, oh, you're excited about goals. This is great. <laughs> so why do we even bother with goals? Um, okay. So we bother with goals because they help people with their focus, with their purpose, they give people direction. Uh, interestingly enough, they help people find success, build belief within themselves. Um, they help people actually people that that make set and and work towards goals tend to have feel like a better self uh, worth, like self esteem, mm-hmm. um, and and that translates well to managing any kind of depression, anxiety, and things like that. So, so goals sound like a magic pill. They're not a magic pill. <laughs> what? It's not just that. <laughs> well, look, you still have to eat your exercise and you have to eat right and you have to have <laughs> but social But they sound like and... they're a very positive 
they can be a very positive. Yeah, thing to do. absolutely, absolutely. I think I think you know, having worked in corporate America before I, I moved to this, I mean, goals were a big part of what we did. We had individual goals, we had office wide goals, we had company goals. I mean. <laughs> The big businesses understand that goals are are motivating and mm-hmm. help people work towards something. Right. So, you know, if, if it's working for companies that are worth tens or hundreds of billions or trillions of dollars, um, perhaps we should listen, you know? Right. Well, we do that for children even. Like, we give children sticker, mm-hmm. like, goals. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You do this, you get a sticker. You do this, you... My kids would work, like, everything for stickers when they were little. It was I'll like, work for stickers. You now. work for stickers. Absolutely. I've got lots of stickers. Yes. All right, this is great. <laughs> so, so okay, we've covered why we should do it. So now let's go back to where we were. Okay. So how do you set a goal? Because I think that this is where some people are like, I don't even know how to do this. Yeah, and and there's so many formulas for this. Yeah, and there are. Um, I think when you look at it at the goals, there's principally what you would call long term and short term goals. And mm-hmm. long terms, long term goals in particular, you might have sub goals. Right. So, for example, um, if your goal is to lose five pounds, um, then maybe what you you would do is create sub goals of um, exercising a certain amount of time, a certain amount of number of times a week. That's something that you can you know you can right. say did or didn't do. Uh, it might be that you'll um, st- stay under a certain amount of calories a certain num- number of days, and that's something that you can check off that you d- did or didn't right. do. And so, so you want it to be things that you can say, yes, I did it. No, I didn't do it. And, okay. and that seems to be helpful. Now you said that you found something, uh, that had to do a little bit with, with setting goals, like ABCs or something. The ABCs. I thought that was really like kind of cute and smartsy okay. and, and just simple. Like everybody can remember ABC mm-hmm. and it, it stands for achievable, believable and committed. Okay. And I thought, okay, that's. Perfect. Because like, I I need a goal that I can achieve. Like, don't set yourself up for failure. You know, if I'm never going to be able to fly, don't make a goal of I'm going to fly unless you have an airplane and something else that you're, you know. Mm -hmm. So the other thing is believable. You know, is it something that you're really going to do? I think sometimes I make goals and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do that. I psych myself up. And then I'm like, in the back of my head, I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. It's just a fun thing to say right. I'm going to do. You know, is it believable? Can I really, am I really going to try really hard right. to do this? And that feeds in the next one, which is committed. Am I actually going to commit to this? Do I really want to do this? You know, or, or am I just going along with the group who's all making New Year's resolutions and I feel really good about saying it, but I'm not into it. Yeah. Completely. No intention of doing anything about right. it. Yeah. You know, and if I had to put another one, I would put the F word with it, which would be fun. I think that they should be fun. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, you should have fun doing your goals. If you hate doing it and it's draining you, like energy time suck, you're not going to do it. Right. And and that, I think, is the balance. Like <clears throat> any goal that, that someone's going to work towards that's going to feel beneficial and good to them is going to take a certain amount of effort and mm-hmm. focus. But if it's taking all of your effort and focus and you're not able to function in other parts of your life, then that's probably not a helpful that's goal. That's a to, downer of a goal. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. a bad goal. <laughs> no. So finding that balance is important. Yeah. Yeah. So the ABCs. Mm-hmm. I think that's okay. a great thing to do. Achievable, believable, committed. All right. I like that. <clears throat> now, one of the things that, that is also important, and, and I kind of mentioned it but didn't label it, is the idea of, of um, like, a, like a time period. 
Right. So that right. that allows us. So that's part of the achievement process, right? So right. if you just have a goal like I am going to become a millionaire, um, I have that goal already. <laughs> right. There's no plan. There's no time period. <laughs> it's just like I'm just going to do. I'm going to do that someday. <clears throat> right. You know? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I would argue, based on what I read, um, to have a goal and not write it down, even if it's the goal is not really specific, is better than not having a goal. But in terms right. of like like best possible scenario for for having a goal and achieving the goal um clear in and like good time period measurable all of these things that that make it possible and this brings me to to i think something that's a really side note. well <laughs> so the challenges with goals um i really feel the challenges with goals has to do again with how we view goals like Failure is one of those things that we can be very hard on ourselves. And, mm-hmm. and what we, I tend to say in the therapy room is that often we're our own worst critics. We're yeah. harder on ourselves than, than often than other people are. And I think that the same goes for goals. Like we set a goal and we want to achieve it and we want to get there. And I think that sometimes in the back of our head, we're thinking, if I don't get there, I'm going to feel worse about myself because I wanted to lose 10 pounds and I maybe didn't get there, but did I do something in the right direction? That's that's a positive thing, right? right? Absolutely. So I, I think that that's part of this idea of viewing ourselves with uh, like self-compassion, mm-hmm. viewing ourselves with curiosity, viewing ourselves as, as human beings with natural uh, tendencies to, to try. Um, well, it's a process. And, and sometimes fail. It's a process. Like anything that you learn, you're going, you're going to fail more than you're going to succeed initially. So I I think that, you know, if with your goal, if it's something that's totally new to you or extremely hard, put into the goal that you're going to probably fail a little and, and, and give yourself that leeway to like, man, I'm going to mess this up, you know, and and I'm not going to get it right, but am I going to be persistent and and just keep going? Am Mm -hmm. I going to know that I'm going to have those initial setbacks? While I'm learning this or, yeah. or changing this. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that, that there's a, there's an important part of goal setting, uh, that's also relates to, uh, locus of control. And the idea of locus of control, uh, locus of control has to do with, with the way that we view ourselves and our environment and what kinds of things impact us. Right. So there's, there's internal and external. Internal locus of control means I have control over my life and I can do what I want to do. Like I'll, I'll figure it out. Right. External locus of control means, um, my life is much more about the circumstances surrounding it, things mm-hmm. that I can't control. And it's kind of pushing me all over the place, kind of like a pinball in a pinball machine right. where you, you might hit it with a flipper and try to get it in a general direction, but then the pinball machine is just shooting it everywhere. Um, one of the interesting things the literature talked about was how people that have a stronger external locus of control where they believe they're kind of just at the whim of everything. Yeah. Else. Like okay. a, a ship getting pushed by the waves and the wind. Um, they start to see their lives as having a little bit more internal locus of control where they start to feel like they have more control over their lives and the direction of their lives. So as you set goals, you become you, you have more internal locus of control is what you're what I'm right. Thinking. Yeah. You, okay. f- you feel like the rudder on your ship has a lot more. So it's empowering. Dire- 
Yes. In some ways. Yes. Absolutely. Like I know that I can steer this ship, that mm-hmm. I'm not just on this ocean just being tossed around and I have no control. Right. And okay. and we have wind pushing against us and waves beating against mm-hmm. us, but we also have a rudder. So, you know, it it, it and maybe in, in a way this forces us to use our rudder a little bit more, if you will. And the more we use it, the more we realize that we can cut through the waves and the more we realize that that we can get the harness the wind, even if it's not pushing us in the exact same direction that we want to go. Okay, I like that. Oh, okay. I'm I, sold. I made that up on the fly, but no. <laughs> no, I like the fact that like this is an empowering thing. It is, yeah. you know, that it doesn't have to be a failure thing. It can be something that's like, gosh, I did that. Like I set that goal, and even though I didn't make it a hundred percent, like seventy five percent is great. Mm-hmm. You know, I changed seventy five percent. And, from where I was. And that and, and and even in failure, I think that there's there's an opportunity for learning. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony Overbay, my supervisor, talks a lot about viewing ourselves with curiosity. Like, oh, that didn't work. Um, I wonder why. And if we're willing to look at our like, don't label ourselves as a failure, have compassion for yourself, realize that maybe there was something you hadn't taken into consideration, and look at it with curiosity. Maybe there's parts of your lives that you your life that you weren't necessarily totally aware of, and now you're realizing, oh, I don't have as much time as I thought I did. Going to right. the gym five days a week probably isn't reasonable. Maybe I can do it three times a week. If it's just, well, I can't go to the gym five times a week, I'm a failure, and then we just throw it out, then we don't have the opportunity to learn from from the, the goal right. and, and maybe make an adjustment, make a more realistic goal, mm-hmm. and still work towards what we want to do. Hey, you know what? Maybe I'm going to lose 10 pounds over six months instead of three. So it's it's still moving in, in a direction we'd like it to go, um, but it's adjusting our expectations based on the fact that we have new information that we maybe had before but weren't totally aware of and we have right now. right um, so one thing that i thought was interesting about people that achieve goals you said new year's resolutions how many people actually achieve their new year's resolutions? oh man i was looking at this and i think that what i read was eight percent okay eight percent of people i'm depressed you're depressed <laughs> i'm depressed about that I'm like, oh, man, come on, people, 50-50 at least. But I can believe it. Like, I think that New Year's resolutions, we make them too big. We don't give ourselves Mm -hmm. those smaller goals. Mm -hmm. Um, We go big or go home kind of mentality. We're like, we're going to just do this. And (laughs) we forget that we have to do little baby steps, I think, to get there. So it can make sense that, you know, only 8% of us get there. Yeah. And and I I think that one of uh, one of the papers that we read talked about like a, a rule that people had that were highly successful was it the 52? yeah fifty two seventeen okay, the math doesn't work that. out but <laughs> we were reading that but it's they 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 took like corporate America and okay. they looked at people that were really successful that were for working and how to get you know productivity up in their um, workers and employees and they realized that what they do is they ask the the best success was I'm going to work 52 minutes solid, just focused on whatever task I've been given at mm-hmm. work. And then I'm going to play for 17 minutes. Play? I'm going to take a break. Okay. I'm going to enjoy whatever I'm doing. I'm going to go, you know, video game or whatever, you know, walk around the block for 17 minutes. I'm going to disconnect from work and I'm just going to have fun. Yeah. So it's 52 minutes of work, 17 minutes of fun. And they found that productivity was like through the roof okay. under that, that that really worked. That giving people like a, an amount of time to be productive and just focused and then giving them the reward of like just their own time 
for a little bit of time was, was beneficial and giving them those time amounts was just like a sweet spot, I guess, for that. Okay. You know, and maybe it's just the, the, the idea that like, I know I only have to work for 52 minutes. And then you I get to play, you know, I mean, some people would say, I want to play for 52 minutes and I want to work for 17. That's me. <laughs> that's an ADHD mind, yeah. but, but I don't think that that's not productive. You yeah. know, you have to flop it a little, you know, a little bit there. And, and I would recommend everybody personalize it. Oh you know, yeah. If you're, if you're getting to 34 minutes consistently in the next 20 minutes, you're, you're just getting nothing done. Then and, and maybe you do a shorter break and that seems yeah. to work fine, then do that. Well, let's face it. If you're used to not doing much, it's working for take, 52 yeah. minutes is going to kill you at first. It's going to, yeah, it's going to take some time. <laughs> you need to build up to yeah. that, you yeah. know? And some people have 52 minutes of focus and they're like, whoa, I could do an hour and a half and mm-hmm. then I only need 10 minutes. It's whatever feels good for yeah. your brain. Yeah. But the, the idea behind that is, is like, you know, there have been studies that say that you can only study so long and you won't retain much after that period. Mm-hmm. You have to give your mind some downtime, you know, it works better. So the idea was, is work hard and then play a little bit, work hard, then play a little bit. You're, you're more productive. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Um, that same paper also talked about multitasking about Mm -hmm. how the brain is really not good at multitasking. And in fact, yeah, I know. Well, I, I've (laughs) always known I'm not a multitasker. I can focus on one thing at a time and do pretty, a pretty good job. Mm -hmm. And that's what the brain does seem to do well with uh focus on that thing that you're doing give it your all for 50 minutes or whatever and then give yourself a break but trying to do multiple things at once makes i'm gonna push back here very inefficient like okay. being a stay-at-home mom i had to multitask that's true you know that's i couldn't true. just sit and watch my kids all day and not get anything else done that so, is true multitasking for the stay-at-home moms it's gotta get done i'm just saying it's okay. my own personal <laughs> Otherwise, nothing gets done. Yeah, and and I get that. I get that. Uh, I also th- I also thought it was interesting that they talked about um, for some people music helped them focus. Yeah. So whereas I think some people music doesn't help yeah, you focus. Yeah. You know, it can be really distracting. Yeah. yeah. I I really like to listen to um, like good books and things mm-hmm. like that when I'm when I'm walking. If we don't walk together. Um, so I, I, in that way, I kind of feel like it's sort of multitasking because in the morning I have my schedule where I try to, you know, to walk, to, you know, do my, my prayer meditation and read, um, from, from good books and, you know, and then I can kind of get on with my day. Mm -hmm. So if I can collapse a couple of those things and do it at the same time, then that all the better. Where am I in all this? You're well. You're walking with me, but I. When you're walking with me, I'm not listening. So I'm I have like, to. I, need a I have to do my listening my book later. Well, that just works for me. So that's yeah. that's my yeah. that's my depression and anxiety management. Right. So I need a better goal, man. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna have to do that. So. Takeaway. What's our takeaway? What's your takeaway? <laughs> are you are you like gonna love goals now, Nate? I I don't know. <laughs> so. If I become highly productive and I'm and I'm enjoying my life, then then perhaps I will find in a year or two that I like sold goals short and 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 maybe would have been better off to to jump into them. I may always struggle with them a little bit. I don't like too much stress in my life, and and the more things I I stack on me, the more stress I tend to feel. So I'm going to have to be reasonable with goals. I may not be able to set a lot, um, and I might have to prioritize certain things, but. I'm going to try. Nice. Yeah. So you're committing. Yeah. 
Gonna give myself great. some purpose and direction. So what about got, you? He's got the C in the ABCs. Here. Yes. yes. <laughs> we just need to find you something achievable and believable there. Yes. Um, I think I have always appreciated goals. I am not great at like my success rate isn't great. So uh-huh. I think I need to tweak and figure out what works for me and realize that I can give myself a little bit of um, grace and compassion and tweak my goals mm-hmm. and still just move forward. I think right. that's great. That was one of the takeaways for me. Mm-hmm. But I think goals give people purpose and they give people direction. You know, and if we're talking about, you know, for me, I have a very like focused, like, how am I changing? How am I growing? How am I learning? For me, that just is my jam. I love that. You know, I always want to be moving forward, I feel like. So for me, the goals are are a way to do that. They give me a little bit of like direction, you know, I can tailor them and figure out how I want to work towards where I'm going. And I think that they're a good vehicle for doing that. Yeah. So for me... I'm already sold. I just need to find something that's achievable, believable, that I can commit myself to. Yeah. And, I, and I'm, I'm sold. Yeah. So definitely okay. I, I, I think, you know, that I'm also just kind of on a mission to help people understand that goals don't have to be scary. They don't have to be ooey, you know? We I'm waiting. Yeah. I, I, I'll <laughs> reserve judgment until I figure out how, how all this goes, but I'm, I'm going to give it a try and, and hopefully see success. You know, if nothing else, um, as a as an acceptance and commitment therapy um, practitioner, goals are a big part of what we ask other people to do. Mm-hmm. And if I'm asking other people to do it, then I should be willing to do it as well. So I think I need to make it a little bit more formal, have my goals. And that way, you know, when you're trying to teach anybody how to do something, you're always better off knowing it well yourself. Right. So. Exactly. All right. Well, thank you for being with us. We hope that you have an awesome new year. And we'll if you'd like to get a hold of us. Yes, I'm sorry. If you want to get a hold of us, you can reach us at where working, are we at? Working change, working change G- coaching. Coaching. Oh, I forget that part. At gmail.com. Working change coaching at gmail.com. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. And uh, have an awesome new year. <laughs>